Welcome back to the TGI Podcast. I am your host, Matt, and are you ready for some football? Are you ready for some football? That's right. We are this close to the big game, and I figured there is no better way for us to celebrate this truly American holiday than with an episode of our own. So get your chicken wings ready, crack open a brew, and let's get on to the show. This week, we're covering Super Bowl from the fifth season of Everybody Loves Raymond. This was the 13th episode of that season, and it premiered on January 29th, 2001. So, we've covered Everybody Loves Raymond a couple different times on the podcast. This has really been a good show for the random. Uh, We have done Christmas, we have done Thanksgiving, but we also did a snow day before with Everybody Loves Raymond. So, it kind of fits into these odds and ends of what we like to do here on the podcast. Um, I'm not going to go over it too deep, uh, my own history with it, but if you haven't listened to one of our uh, Raymond episodes before, I'm not somebody who's ever sat down, watched this from beginning to end, but I've watched a ton of episodes over the years. I appreciate it. It's funny. It's one of those shows kind of at night too. It's like, eh, whatever. Just toss on a couple episodes everybody loves Raymond. It's good enough. It's not mind-blowing television to me or anything, but it's that perfect like late 90s, early 2000s sort of sitcom. Falls in the same vein for me with a show like The King of Queens, which I really like a lot. Uh, Also one that we've talked about a bunch here on the podcast. Now this specific episode, it features our typical cast. Again, I'm not going to go over them because we have covered them numerous times, but this episode, it also features John Manfrilodi as Gianni, Timothy Durkin as Stuart, uh, Edward James Gage as Doug, Marla Freeze as Mary Jo, J.J. Boone as Lori, and Robert Romano as Rich. As for a synopsis of this episode, IMDb gives us this. Ray decides to take Gianni to the Super Bowl, but the rest of the family wants to go. So again, IMDb giving us very little to work with here in a... Uh, in episode synopsis, but sometimes I find those to be some of the funnier ones that uh, that we actually get here. Uh, so for our episode, it opens up. We have Ray, we have Robert and Frank and Gianni, who obviously or honestly, I don't know. I don't know if he's a reoccurring character. I'm kind of assuming so. He shows up a little bit, but of episodes I've watched, he's not one who's been memorable or somebody I remember uh, specifically being in a bunch of episodes. But I'm just going to assume... He kind of shows up in a bunch of different ones. Kind of that outsider friend who pops up when you need somebody else for a storyline. But the four of them, they're sitting in the living room. They're watching uh, a game. You could hear it on the TV. The phone rings. Deborah's in the kitchen. She answers it and she she shouts to Ray that the phone is for him. Of course, he's very invested in this game. And he's like, just take a message. She's like, Ray, the phone is for you. So he finally, he relents, he gets up, he's kind of walking like backwards towards uh, the kitchen so he could still keep an eye on the game, which I always like. Uh, So he goes into the other room, and then we do get this funny little bit here, Robert and Frank, they're pressuring uh, Gianni 
to go into the kitchen to get them some food, uh, including some pretzels for Frank, some mac and cheese for Robert, which is such a random uh, thing to say that he wants. But right after Gianni makes his way in there, Ray is on the phone and he is ecstatic because he just found out he's going to the Super Bowl. The paper, they're sending him to Tampa to cover the big uh, press conference that Friday before he goes to the game on Sunday. And he's got an extra ticket to the game and he immediately invites his buddy Gianni to go with him. Now, before we go any further into this episode, there are some interesting things I want to point out. Now, I'm somebody who works in the sports media landscape in the business. I've covered NFL teams before. This is, it's not uncommon for a newspaper. Well, newspapers are a dying thing right now. I could go on a tangent on that for a while, but um, it's not uncommon now. And it definitely wasn't uncommon back then for a newspaper to send a reporter or multiple reporters to any of the press conferences. Now, back then, the, the NFL Super Bowl press conferences were basically a one afternoon sort of event. Now they're a prime time thing. They happen a couple days before the game. They're televised, all that. Back then that wasn't much of a thing. But uh, what my point is, is the fact that Ray has, quote, tickets to go to the game is pretty uncommon. Uh, he would be able to go as a member of the media. He would have a press credential. But I don't think the newspaper would give him two standard tickets to one of the most expensive sporting events in the world. When I covered an NFL team, the amount of times people ask me, oh, I bet you get free tickets. It's not that. You don't get free tickets. You get press credentials. You get to go sit in the press box. It's work. Uh, But for me, it was very odd in this that Ray would get two tickets to the game. A press pass, yes. Tickets, uh, definitely not. Uh, But So, I know this is a TV show. They had to do something with this, but it was something that immediately took me out of it a little bit, just because it's kind of an area that I know pretty well. But either way, sometimes you have to suspend reality, and that's what we're going to do here. And as for this specific Super Bowl, it was Super Bowl 35. It was indeed played in Tampa on January 28th of 2001, and it was one day before this episode premiered. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Super Bowl 35. This specific Super Bowl, it featured the Ravens and the Giants. Uh, Baltimore ended up coming away with the dominant 34-7 victory. Future Hall of Famer linebacker Ray Lewis, he won the Super Bowl MVP. He helped the Ravens secure their first ever Super Bowl victory. They were known as one of the most vaunted defenses in NFL history. I'll still give that to the 85 Bears being the best ever. But again, a podcast on a totally different platform on a totally different day. Uh, The halftime show was a hodgepodge of entertainers that featured Aerosmith, Britney Spears, Nelly, Mary J. Blige, and NSYNC. Regardless of what you think of those uh, performers, that's a pretty impressive list of people for that era. So now, back into the episode. Uh, Gianni, he is nearly in tears thanking Ray for inviting him. And he's like, oh my gosh, I gotta run out. I gotta go buy some clothes for the trip. He runs out the door. And right then, we get what is, without a doubt, my funniest 
what I find to be the funniest part of this episode. So we have Frank and Robert. They are staring Ray down in complete disbelief uh, <laughs> over what is happening right now. We jump, we go into the opening credits. When we return, the pair are obviously upset that Ray has an extra ticket to the game and he didn't invite one of them to go with him. And Marie's like, oh, that's okay. There's an easy solution. Ray, just get two more tickets. <laughs> she, she even says, uh, I'll make a call and figure it out. Uh, what's the number to the Super Bowl, Ray? <laughs> so that uh, I, I very much loved that uh, part from Marie there. Uh, but Ray, he has to explain it doesn't work that way. And it is one of the hardest tickets in the world to come by. And he only has two of them. Ray then tells his brother and his dad that, look, I already asked Gianni, uh, and it would be unfair for me not to take him. And Robert and Frank, they're both mad, uh, but Frank is even more mad than Robert in this situation. And as he storms out, he says the line that made me laugh the most of this entire episode, and he said, I know what my tombstone is going to say. My son went to the Super Bowl, and now I'm dead. <laughs> and he just walks out. So funny, so funny from Frank there. Marie, she then guilts Ray about it, because of course that's what Marie does. She's not going to let a moment like this pass by without uh, having a chance to put in her two cents about it. Ray, he, everybody's left, it's just him and Deborah now. And Ray starts talking about how, look, I can't even enjoy this uh, because my whole family's upset about it. And Deborah's like, you know, I. I kind of wanted to go too, but you didn't even think to ask me. And Deborah says she doesn't care about the game, but she just wants a chance to get away with her husband. And Ray says, look, no one brings their wives because they're married to the game. Again, another line that made me laugh in this as well. And as a bit of a compromise, Ray promises, look, I'm going to go to this, but we're going to plan something and we're going to go away together in the future. So at this point... We immediately, we jump ahead, Ray and his buddy, they're at the hotel in Tampa, and as Gianni sees a fr a frozen uh, yogurt section at 10 a.m., he runs off to get him and Ray some cones, and at this point, Ray runs into a fellow writer who he knows from back home named Stuart, uh, and we find out that he brought his wife with him. Then another writer named Doug, he comes in, he's also brought his wife. And then we get a bunch more of couples we see coming in for the game, and Ray immediately understands that uh, I may have made a mistake here. And they ask, hey, where's Deborah? Where's she at? And he makes up this lie that she hurt her eye when she got hit in the head with a flute <laughs> for some reason. And one of the wives says, you know, I'll make sure not to rub it in too much about all the fun that she missed at the Super Bowl. Ray, uh, he kind of looks off in the distance. He's clearly uh, realizing he's made a mistake here. We jump into a commercial break. And when we return, we have Gianni and Ray. They're in their room. He is sitting, uh, you could tell, he's sitting on the bed and he's very disappointed. And this is where we find out that Deborah is now on her way to the airport from the, uh, or to the hotel from the airport. Uh, Gianni, he is still staying. He's still going to go to the game, so that works. Ray's still going to give him the other ticket. Uh, but at this point, he's going to be staying in a different room with another reporter. 
Just then, we get a knock at the door. Deborah's arrived. She's very excited. Uh, she can't believe she's there. Johnny then, he solemnly pulls his fold-up bed out of the room, which I thought was another funny little thing, which is also funny to think of, that were they, like, Ray was just going to have this king-size bed while his buddy had to sleep on a fold-up bed? Uh, apparently, that was going to be the case here. Deborah, she kind of feels bad about the whole situation. She feels bad that she's forcing uh, Gianni out, but Ray's like, look, it's not a big deal. It's all working out perfectly. He gets to go to the game. We get to enjoy ourselves together. It's going to be great. It's now the next day. Ray, of course, is feeling a, a little frisky because that's what happens in these shows. Uh, just then, we get a little knock on the door, and it's that first retu- uh, reporter who we saw earlier, Stuart Stu. Um, he's got his wife with her, uh, with him, who's the one who knows Deborah. And the ladies talk about going to an event together while Ray and Sue are going to go golf. And this is where Deborah gets very, very upset. Very upset. Uh, she immediately says, um, you know, I can't believe this. She rushes into the bathroom. She slams the door. They all kind of look a little bewildered uh, before, uh, you know, Stuart and his wife, they end up leaving. Uh, Ray's like, I don't really understand what's going on either. And Ray then explains to the woman uh, that, or he explains to Deborah that the women, they go off and they do stuff together during the day, and then we all hang out together at night. And Deborah, she's upset because she believed they were going to be spending more time together uh, and all this stuff. So she's upset that Ray wants to go out and golf, even though he's got some work things he has to do as well. And this just makes Deborah feel like, she says she feels like she's going to the wives' daycare in the morning and that she's nothing more than Ray's whore at night, which, I'll be honest, I was surprised that she used the word whore on uh, TV there. I was very surprised by that. She gets very upset. And, like, part of this is I understand her being upset to a point. I understand her not being happy that Ray didn't think to ask her first and all this stuff, but it does seem a little unfair to him that he's you know his job is presenting him this opportunity to go and he ended up asking her to go there they're still going to spend time together and and again I get it I know why she's upset she's upset because they're not going to spend all the time that they're there together uh so we have a very conflicting um story between the two of her and Ray's like look you you told me I could come here. You told me I could come with Gianni. Uh, and then he's like, I saw all the other wives that were here having a good time. I didn't want you to feel left out. So I invited you to come. And now I don't understand why you're so upset about it. And when he eventually yells, you weren't even supposed to be here. And that just sets Deborah off the edge. And she then says, the reason I'm upset is because you never, ever planned things for us together. She said she got really excited to come uh, to come because she thought, you know, for once, Ray actually planned something. But instead, he's just pawning her off during the day. And she's like, you know what? I'm just going to go back home. So Ray, he's obviously upset because Deborah's upset. He went out of his way to uh, to say that, Look, I will skip the Super Bowl. I will skip the game. I'm going to go to the press conference for work, but I'm going to skip the game and spend time with you. She doesn't really believe him before he ends up doing this. Rip up the tickets. Where are they? Yeah. All right. Okay. You don't think so, right? You think I'm 
Playing? All right. Just let me find out. Here they are. Here they are. All right, I, I get it. No, right? you no, no, you don't get it. There you go. Stop! What are no, you doing? No, I don't stop it, baby. I keep going. See? Oh, you maybe you think I could scotch tape them back together. No, okay? Ray, don't oh, you do it. No, now I can't. See? Whoa, wait a minute. Here's two little pieces that fell. Maybe I can get in with just these pieces. You think so? I don't think so. All gone. I can't believe you did that. I love you. Why would what, you what do you, that to me? Come on, you're supposed to be happy. What are you doing? Hitting isn't happy. Why would you rip up the Super Bowl tickets? What? I don't want so to. So in all of that, Ray rips up the tickets. He throws them off the balcony. He eats a couple pieces that fell on the ground just to prove his point. Deborah, she is so mad because she's like, I didn't want you to give up the game for me. And Ray thinks he did the noble thing by giving up something he loves for her. And eventually we get that moment where Ray and Deborah realize they both made a mistake. Uh, Ray feels bad he didn't initially ask Deborah to come and that he's not planning things for them to do even when it's not a trip like this. Deborah, she also feels bad because she kind of forced Ray into making this decision. So we go to a commercial break. We, uh, when we come back, we have Ray, he's sitting on the bed, he's kind of half laying on the bed, zoomed in, he's watching the Super Bowl, we could hear it in the background, Deborah is asleep on his chest, and when the camera pans out, we see a very upset Gianni, who is watching the game with Ray, because of course, Ray destroyed his ticket as well, so he can't go, and that wraps up Super Bowl from the fifth season of Everybody Loves Raymond. And as always, we like to determine on this podcast if an episode should be deemed a holiday classic, or in this case, a Super Bowl classic. And for this, I'm giving it a... You got it, dude! These types of episodes are always a lot harder to judge and to really quantify in terms of uh, whether or not it could be a classic, a You Got a Dude, or No Way Jose, or whatever. It's, it's a lot harder than it is with a Halloween or a Thanksgiving or Christmas episode where you have decorations, you have... Uh, a lot of different tropes or storylines you see in a lot of these types of episodes, but uh, these are a little bit harder, but this episode still works for me. I mean, we're not at the game. We don't see football at all. We don't see a field. We don't see a stadium. We don't see Super Bowl logos. None of that. It all takes place inside Ray's house, in a hotel room, or in the hotel lobby. That's all we ever see of this. Um, But I, I think it's... It does a good job of using the game and more specifically using those tickets and that trip as a good foil for what I think is a pretty good episode of Everybody Loves Raven. So if you like the show, you're going to like this episode. If you aren't much of a fan, I could see you not liking this because this is very heavy on the typical Ray and Deborah fighting, arguing, Ray does something kind of outlandish and stupid and dumb, they end up apologizing to each other, all is good. So, that's the thing. Again, these episodes are hard to, to, to really find, uh, and I wanted to get something out there because it's been fun trying to find something for these types of episodes. I know we did last year, Full House, so... Again, I I know there are other options um, of episodes. I just have to find them. So we'll have to wait another year for another Super Bowl episode. So that wraps up this specific episode. 
that means we are going to turn our attention very quickly to another uh, somewhat real holiday. I guess a holiday that more people celebrate, and that is Valentine's Day. So in just a couple of weeks, we will be back covering family matters. So be on the lookout for that. So thanks again for listening, and we'll be back very soon. The TGI Podcast is written, produced, and hosted by me, Matt Yurick. Our social media is available by searching for TGI Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And the music for this outro was provided by Carlo Espin, licensed under CC BY 4.0.